It's about time to take your great idea and turn it into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Are you trying to showcase your work or sell products of any kind? Well, you can use their beautiful templates and customize just about anything and make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey you, this is Grace Helbig speaking loudly at you to let you know that Not Too Deep, my podcast, is now an actual visual show on full screen thanks to AT&T. Get more details and sign up for full screen at fullscreen.com slash ATT to get a year's worth of streamable content at no extra cost if you're an eligible AT&T wireless customer. First year's on them, so take advantage of that. Sit back, watch our faces. They move, they talk, they have features that you might be surprised by. Oh, hello there. Yeah, you made it. Welcome, friend, enemy, stranger, family member, etc. Dog with a keyboard. It's another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Ann Helbig the First. We got, yeah, a very exciting episode this week with a very, yeah, exciting guest. It's Nikki Glazer. She's a comedian. She's a, an entrepreneur. She's got great hair. She's got a great dog. She's got an insane sense of humor and just like a lovely overall persona. Also learned a lot about um, ASMR that I wasn't expecting to learn on this episode and a lot about... Um, the, the more unexpectedly sexual side of dog ownership that um, maybe you can relate to and you won't feel as alone. Um, that's what we're here to do. So enjoy this week's episode of Not Too Deep with Nikki Glazer. Not, not too deep. We're going. Yeah, we're going. We're going. This is so exciting. We're here with Nikki Glazer, you guys. Yay. Yay. I think this is so fun. Thank you for making time to be here. Oh my gosh, totally. Um, and also we were already, I was already trying to recruit her to do a podcast on her own. Because um, <laughs> you've done a couple different ones, right? Yeah, I've done three. Okay. And um, one with Sarah Schaefer that led to our MTV show. And then another one with um, a couple comic friends that was just like a love advice show called We Know Nothing because we didn't know anything about giving advice on relationships. I love that. And then I had one um, for my uh, show, not safe, which is canceled, so we canceled the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, but I love the concept of not safe. For anyone that didn't know, it was you just talking very openly about all things involving sex and relationships yes. with like comedians and people that you just wanted to pick their brain about. Yes. And I thought it was such a fun show because that's not really happening in our age group. Like, yeah. available as much. I don't. Yeah. I. It was like a, lo- a rebooted love line. Yeah. And it's. I feel like that was something that when I was a kid, I was so, so titillated by, but yeah. also. I think you're so misinformed as a young person For because sure. of porn and because of just what you hear your friends talk about that it would be nice to see a show where it's like they're really talking about real stuff and it's not real sex like HBO real sex For which sure. is like old people having sex in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like people that you would consider your peers also not knowing certain things about sex and learning with you I think yeah. is like so much more interesting. I, it's We all need to be more open about it because I think when we're ashamed about it that's when s- stuff gets it's weird. For sure. Were there any particular episodes that you that stand out more than others that you did for that show that were like extra surprising or like you can't believe this ridiculousness happened? Um yes, I um I went to like a cuddling um class where these people a just what? cuddle each other. 
to and learn how to cuddle or I guess just... it wasn't a class it was more like a, it was in a yoga studio but it's like they just get together and cuddle and all they do is spoon each other and it's really you google it like it's uh, so I went to this class and I learned I'm with all these people who are just like very emotionally needy and <laughs> oh just need to be held. God. And they all just cuddle for an hour and then they leave and they feel euphoric. Like it's like a drug to them. That's like my nightmare. That's my actual <laughs> I cuddled nightmare. with strangers, sweaty strangers. <laughs> oh and one guy, I was like, I, I was joking that he, um, that I was like, because uh, he was spooning behind me and I was like on camera and I was like, uh, is that your belt? And he was like, no, I'm not wearing a belt. And I was like, <laughs> That that would be my that like, was awful. I feel like I would never be able like I can barely get a massage because I'm like really? a stranger touching my body unless it's like I don't unless I'm really stressed out and I know that I'm, like my body needs this to feel better. Okay. Yeah. But if it's just like oh yeah I'll get a massage I'm just like I don't know I'm too like overly analytical about this person touching me. I think that's a normal thing yeah, to feel. I, I think feel like that's normal. So like that takes it above and beyond for me that if I were to do a cuddling class, I'd be like, no, no, no touching, no touching here. It's so, <laughs> but you have to ask permission for everything. Like you're like, are you okay if I put my arm around you? And so you have to like, give, <laughs> it's so weird. There, are, I know pro- there are professional cuddlers. Yeah. There are people who get paid to cuddle. Yes, yes. These that's were a real thing. Really, there were I believe that. There. And it was, um, yeah, but I understand the the massage thing. I feel like I always go in with such high hopes that this is going to be this relaxing thing. Yeah. And then they get done with you, and especially a Thai massage, they, like, slap you. <laughs> and they're just, like, you can just tell they're just yeah. so angry about it. I haven't had that experience. Oh, my God. They God. slap you a ton, and then they, like, bend you, and, and then they're just, like, bye. And they push you out, and you have to, like, get dressed. You're, like, oily. And you're, like, <laughs> it's so shameful. Yeah, you walk out, and they're, like, giving you a glass of water, and you're, like, at least I got that. Like, you just feel like it was a one night stand yeah. and they're just like get out that exactly you feel dirty that's I mean <laughs> that's how I felt I mean there's been plenty of times that I've gotten massages where like friends are like spa day and it's like totally fine and the women doing it are like totally professional and like yes. I have a body like made of metal so usually they're just like <laughs> I am so I wear all my stress like in my shoulder blades and my shoulders and so and they're, so always they're like, like so you should get more massages I was like all right all right no talking please <laughs> Oh, I hate when they talk. Yeah, when they're just like asking you what's up. And you're like, I don't think I want, this is now too intimate with the talking. Yeah, but it's like, I go get Thai massages sometimes. In those places, it's just too cheap. for. I feel like they're slaves. And and I think sometimes they are. So I go to places that are actually charging what you should pay for an hour. But I just drove past a place that was offering foot massages for $15 for an hour. For fifteen dollars, $15. $15. It was in the valley. I couldn't. Be- I was like, I had real. to like stare at the sign longer. And it. Do you remember that article that came out about like um, uh, uh, getting like manicure places and how they're like mostly slaves, like these girls? No, I've read articles about like the bacteria that a lot of different like manicure places because they're not like just up to like stick code on whatever. Right. But well, no, I didn't read that. Don't call them bacteria. They're people. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm part of the problem. <laughs> just funny because I there was this New York Times article that was like opening up all this like uh that all the all these women are not being paid and they're just slaving away and they they get promised these jobs and they come over and it was awful and like everyone was kind of sending it around and being like I'm not doing that anymore and then a week passed and you're like 
they probably figured it out. <laughs> when you rationalize, you're like, I'm not going to follow like, up on the um, research. I'm, just, I'm sure that, like, I'll just, like, wink at her and be like, are you cool? Yeah. And if she if she gets it. Yeah, like, blink twice if you are actually in a bad situation yeah. that you need to be safe yeah. from. But I just, I'm like, they probably, like, they had a week. They probably, like, worked on the case. <laughs> yeah. That, that side of the story doesn't get reported on as much as the, you know, the troubling <laughs> yes. side. Yes. Well, I was going to ask you one of my questions is, like, is there... Because I feel like now that I'm in my 30s and I'm living in Los Angeles, I'm getting into this idea of, like, facials and, like, maintenance of, like, myself in ways that— It's exhausting. Exactly. But are there any—and they all seem so dumb. And it all seems like they're all just trying to one-up each other. And, like, I just looked into this, like, snake venom facial where they, like, put actual snake venom in your face to, like, help, I don't know, freeze whatever. Yes. But are there any, like, kind of dumb or ridiculous things that you're like, I actually, like, I'm addicted to this— Ooh, that's a good question. I well, I'm addicted to looking at plastic surgery, like <gasps> like just to like seeing what people have done and like noticing little things, like before and after. Before and after, I can I can pick out very subtle things now where I'm oh. like nose job, nose job, like I can just or a chin implant because the thing is we always go. I would never get surgery because it's also you can just tell you look ridiculous, but right. it's like there's so much going on that doesn't look ridiculous and it's really good. But that's the good surgeries are the ones that you don't notice and. and and so no one's talking about those, right. like like the the nail salon thing. But like, yeah, that's no one's talking about the good ones. But I see it now everywhere because my friend um, it has had work done, and I would never have known. And now she points it out to me because she can see it. Oh, and uh, I feel like, like a I radar have this now. superpower. And I follow uh, the Kardashians, uh, like surgeon on Instagram, and oh my it's God. crazy what they can do. You don't have to ever age anymore. Like it's getting that's- to the point where. You Sounds just great. Get your, it, <laughs> it's it's incredible, and the what I'm really interested in is like the the butt things where they inject the fat into your butt. Wait. Oh wait, they inject what? it into your butt, or they take it out of your butt for other places. <sighs> well, no, they. This is because of the butt trend. Right. So like, okay, so like the other day I saw photos of of Kylie Jenner and. Like her body is unreal. It does. It's not real. Like but it, now that's becoming like people think that's real. So right. Wait, and wait, that what? has to they be. They inject fat this is in the your butt. The Kardashians what? always say they get accused of having ass implants, and they go, "No, we don't. We don't." And they they're not lying. Did an because episode they where don't. Kim got an X-ray to prove that she didn't get. That's like the only episode I've seen. Yes, <laughs> they did that, but the, they're not lying. They don't get butt implants. They get injections, and what they do is they take the fat from their stomach or anywhere where they have extra fat, oh. and they inject it. In their butt, and you see, you can so go on. So it grows on. slowly over time. Yes, and they get these like, and I, I'm, does it stay? It stays. It's semi permanent. Like so, some, it's like uh, Botox like, kind of thing. I think it's more permanent than that. And wow, it's, it's so expensive. But I'm fascinated by it because I've always like been insecure about having like just no butt, and I just have like a long back, and so I've always <laughs> like wanted. I like look like I'm carrying two cell phones in my back pocket constantly, <laughs> and um, so I've always and now with this butt trend where everyone's like butts are great I'm like maybe I should look into it but I you but know you just makes, can't you can't risk it exactly that's how I can't I, plastic surgery freaks me out the idea of like a body being like cut with any sort of knife like mm. just weirds me out so so much yeah and I like I would say I was looking at this like photo of Kylie Jenner being like 
I understand that you can work with a trainer to isolate different parts of your body and tone them separately of others. But I was like, this is too much of a transformation and too unreal to not have any sort of like outsider. I love looking at pictures of her before and after. Like her lips. When she's like 14 versus now. And she has like a lip like this. Like it's like this and now it's just like. Everywhere. It's great. There's no way that that's natural. That's not puberty. And I don't want girls to get the wrong information. Like that's what happens during puberty. She just grew into herself. No. That's her natural shape. It's bonkers, though. It's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. Welcome to the new world, Jack. I'm trying to think if I'm addicted to anything. Or there's anything, any weird um, trends you've tried. Um, They've been like, not for me, but I tried this. You know, I I spray tan a lot. I I do like that. And I feel like it's, uh, it just, I go in, I literally feel like those places should be renamed. Come in and feel like you deserve love. Like that's, (laughs) I leave, I leave feeling like I'm a better, like I deserve more attention. And like, I just like myself more when I'm tan. Yes. Same. I'm with you. I know it seems so superficial, but I'm with you because I just feel like I look healthier. Yes. Like I look like I've been taking care of myself. If you want to lose a quick 10 pounds, yeah. go get a spray tan. Yeah, exactly. If you want to not look as sickly as you normally do, it's unreal. It's crazy. And, but then there's like the time where you like, it starts like sloughing off and yep. you just look, <laughs> you look very ill during that time. Oh, where it's just like caking on your neck. And I, so I'm addicted to those, but um, it gets, it, uh, the last time I went was when Trump was like about to win the presidency. It was the night of the election, and I was in the thing just like crying. And so now I have a really bad like feeling like of streaks go- of <laughs> fake tan <laughs> running so down true. your body. There probably were. Um, so now that's your association with yes. fake tan. Oh God! But I like I just resent that we have to do so much upkeep, like our getting our I hair know. done, our hair highlighted, our uh, facials, manicures, and living in LA, you see this stuff yeah. everywhere, and there's just like. Well, you haven't done that yet. You're not doing um, colonics or what? I'm like, no. There's so much stuff to look like you're not doing anything to yourself. And it's like, I'm so, I don't get manicures ever. I don't get pedicures ever. Mostly because I I, respect that. Well, I just like the fear of the judgment of going because my nails are so poorly maintained. Oh my God. I I totally, I pick up my, like now with Trump, I'm just like constantly picking at my skin and like, and so I just, they look ravaged. I totally agree with that. Same, same. But it's also, I hate sitting still like with both my hands just like having to be yes. done stuff to It's the only time where you can't be on your phone, but like you're awake and like alert, but <laughs> yeah. you're just like. <laughs> but no, but you don't know anyone else there to talk to. I love so going. Like, <laughs> you go past places and just watch girls drying their hands and they just are like, <laughs> they like don't know how to handle. If you want, yeah, if you want to see a human in like total like catastrophe <laughs> yes. of like how to handle themselves <laughs> in the real world, go past a nail place. It's dry enough, it's dry enough, it's dry enough, it's dry enough. And that's my other thing. I always, I will always leave early because I yeah. can't take it. And Same. I'm Nick, and then I instantly ruin it. But it's, it's just perfect. so much work. And then if you if you even get waxed down there or whatever, that's a yeah. whole other thing that is so, I mean, it's talked about uh, for, it's been talked about ad nauseum, but like it hurts so much to get waxed I've down there. I've never, ever done it. Because I'm like, I'm, I, one day I'm sure it'll hit me like a wrecking ball and I'll be no. like, I should do this. But no. I tried to I'd, wax my leg, just the, my ankle for a video at home and it hurts so much that I was like, there's no way. There's no way. It is crazy painful. And it's, I, I've stopped doing it. It's just not worth it. You're worth more than that. Thank you, Grace. Of course. Um, you have an adorable dog, mm. Luigi, mm-hmm. who's, um, 
commemorated here on the board for everyone. <laughs> um, not like he's dead. He's alive. <laughs> um, and I love that if you look at Nikki's Instagram, it's like a lot like mine where it's half of your dog yes. and you and then the other half is like your life outside of your dog. Yes. And um, I have to like struggle to put those other pictures oh, up. Oh, same. Where I'm like, oh, gotta find a non-dog <laughs> Wait, so how did you get your dog? I got him because I... Um, I got him in June. I was working on my show, and I had I was like, oh, I could bring a dog to the office. And I just felt like my whole life, whenever I'm like, I want to get a dog, people are like, you just can't. It's a lot of work, right. Nick. You're always gone. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why does everyone else get a dog except me? <laughs> like, I'm always being told I can't yeah. handle it. You're not really. And so I was like, I'll do a foster thing and mm -hmm. just see how it goes. So I signed up to be a foster. Oh, that's so dangerous. Yeah. And um, the the first dog I got was Luigi, thank God. And he Aww. he bit me the first day and he was like, um, he was hiding under a table, just like Aww. shaking and just a mess. And I was like, I got to get this dog off my hands. Like someone's got yeah. it. So I was like posting like, hey, does anyone want this? Because he's so cute. But he's, yeah. I've just felt like I can't help this thing. And then soon they, like you give an animal love and it will change it's oh yeah crazy it that's why I don't think I could foster because it'd be like I can't now let go of this thing yeah, that we formed a connection with each other yeah the, I, I had a feeling I was gonna keep whatever I got but mm -hmm. I, it was just nice to have the option to be like no 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 but yeah. yeah you're right you 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 end up wanting it but does he travel with you now mm -hmm. he oh. goes in the seat in front of me and uh he doesn't have like the service dog thing which I think I need to get him because that way he can travel like, like on, on my your lap. lap. Yeah. And I won't have to pay for him because I have to pay like he's like a person's ticket. You have to pay a second ticket for him? 125 each way. What? I know. It, That's it adds up. Crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and he can't come out of the thing the whole time. So but he's so good. He's oh, he's the so best good. dog. And you have a dog? I have a dog. She's the opposite. She is a lot of work, <laughs> and she is the definition of like why people shouldn't necessarily get dogs if they're like busy Wait, why? and travel. She hates me. Uh, she hates Jack. <laughs> no, I got her the bad uh, bad point in a relationship, and then she kind of got like this whole situation sort of got forced on me in a way. Like I went to just see her from this like family that was advertising her on Craigslist. And the girl was like, you have to take her. Our dad's in the hospital, all oh, this stuff. No. And I brought her back and it was like, wow, she has a lot of behavioral issues that they like conveniently left out when they were talking about her. The girl stopped responding to my texts and phone calls about her. And I got into this whole scenario of like, she can be trained, she can be trained. And now cut to four years later, I've had her and she's like, she's operating fine in my situation. Yeah. But there are moments that I'm like, I wish I could bring you on a plane. I wish that I could have like more people hang out with you. I wish I could take you to a friend's house. But she's um she's it's insane how much I love her even though she has all this like I know, these crazy that's the qualities. Thing. And when you leave for like 5 minutes and come back and she acts as if you've been gone for 5 years, it's just the feeling that you can't deny. It's, it's so the good. The best. Yeah. And I but my dog's the same. I can't have like so someone come and just walk him during the day. Like he'll yeah. have to like trust the person yeah. and like I can't just bring him out and people like try to touch him and he's like, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it, that's tough having that kind of thing, but it's um So yeah, do you but, bring him to shows with you? I do and he sits in the green room and I have a, a guy who opens for me on the road that comes with me everywhere and Luigi trusts him a lot so I make Tom watch him when Aww. I'm on stage and he sits in his lap and the one time he like I was the green room just had a curtain and everyone was like he won't go out like yeah on the stage and I was like in the middle of my set and he just like was like like I heard his little pause and I was just like Hey, buddy. And he was just Aww. like, and everyone was like, ah! and then I just sat with him on a, my lap and told a story about him. It was great. It That's was so fun. so sweet. I know. I never want to like use him to get like 
to, you know. But, oh, yeah. But it's just people like dogs. It's undeniable. You, They, they want to see him. Yeah, it's crazy. I told myself that, too. I was like, I'm not going to exploit my dog. And then, like, two months after I had her, I was selling merch with her face on it. <laughs> so I was like, sorry, oops, I guess I'm keeping her now. Um, you travel, you've been traveling a lot, doing yeah. shows on the road. Yeah. How many years have you been doing shows on the road? Since I started, kind of, I would say 10 years, probably. That's bonkers. So yeah. what's like, and I've talked to other, like Pete Holmes was here and we were talking to him a little bit about this and like, what's the best and worst thing about being on the road? Um, well, you, you've been on the road doing but shows. But not in that capacity, because I feel like we've do, we do shows when it's like we're, we're kind of targeting a very specific like teenage millennial audience mm -hmm. and the idea of going into a show where like half the audience might know who I am half might be just right. like local people that want to go see a comedy show makes me so anxious I feel like we have a very easy kind of like situation where it's like we can assume most of the people watch YouTube and so they are here just to hang out yes I I, I am now get reaching a place in my career where people come to see me and it's like oh my fans it's like people yeah that, paid to see me but uh, yeah starting out for the first eight years I mean this is just a recent thing you just go to a club and people just go to the comedy club like just like I guess I'll just see comedy they don't do any research so, so you're crazy. getting these people who are just like what is this like, right that don't enjoy your type of right, comedy. Right, right, right. and so it is um a struggle I would say the worst part about it is just being um at some of these clubs you're just like stuck in a green room with the MC and oh, whoever yeah. else and that's why I started bringing my friend because I was like I can't take just two random dudes every week oh like, God. I mean the stress of just having to socialize before going on stage would make me so tired by the time oh I go my on stage. god and everyone <laughs> wants to come talk to you and like and sometimes they don't have a, a waitress so you have to just wander into the kitchen like can I eat a menu and you oh, just feel boy. in the way and you're Sometimes the green room is their office and you're just yeah. sitting there among and it, you have to kill time between shows. It's just th that whole thing. So, and then you get picked up for radio in the morning because you have to go promote your shows doing radio <gasps> early local, in the like radio stations and uh, TV stations. And that's, that's just amazing. always a pain in the ass. But th they pick you up and they always have like the dishwasher pick you up. And he has like a <laughs> car with the bottom falling out. It's like it really is the worst. It's crazy that I've sent pictures to my uh, Amy Schumer and Rachel Feinstein and I are yeah. on this thread that we just send pictures of like horrific things happening on the road I mean Amy doesn't have that much anymore she's in her private jet like hey <laughs> but she's been there and knows yeah. and like well she's she will send me like a, a, a huge funeral arrangement of flowers into a green room if I'm like on a miserable thing That's and the club amazing. can sense that it's like you know That's ironic yeah 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 but we just send each other pictures of like this is hell That's and so um, crazy but I would say that's the worst part it's just having to be like Think it like just yeah. like ha my face hurts from fake smiling and trying to be nice because as a woman you have right. to be nice. Yeah, that's because if unless a, you're a bitch. Yeah, if yeah. a guy does it, he just knows what he wants. If a girl does yeah. it, she's what a f yeah. diva. Exactly. And um and then the best thing is like nothing. <laughs> but I know because it's. I mean, you have to. It seems so bonkers to me. I mean, you, you spend years paying your dues, and like now it's turning around. Thank yes. God. But it's like you gamble on these years, hoping that these dues pay off eventually. Yes. And it just seems so bonkers to me. Like that's why when the internet came around, I was like, Yeah, I would love to make comedy from the comfort of my own home. Oh my God, it's genius. You're so smart because it is. It, it's weird because this is now. Standable is a nice thing to have in my back pocket because it will always be a source of income for me totally. which is great if I'm not doing TV but it is it's it's a lot of work to yeah. travel and then you get somewhere and then you have fun on stage I always dread doing a show I don't know about like there's a there's something in me I'm never one of those comics that's like I just want to mount that stage like <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm always just like, can I just not do this? And then as soon as I grab the mic, I have fun. Yeah. Like it, every single time. But um, the best part for me is always when comics share stories about like, how's that club? And they go like, oh, the crowds are. I'm like, I don't care about the crowds. I want to know what the food is. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. know what the green room's like. I want to know what Give me my amenity hotel. situation. Yes. Yeah. The, that's my favorite part is at the end of the night, going back to my hotel and eating food in my bed and using towels as napkins. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And just making a mess and like waking up with like so many wrappers and, and just being like, like and now I leave. Yes, and now I, and now I away. Leave. Yeah. Yes. Throw a 20 on the bed because it's super disgusting <laughs> and I feel bad for whoever has to put, clean um, it up. Well, one of the, I don't I'm so curious. You did the Rob Lowe roast, mm-hmm. and that to me sounds really cathartic and also so overwhelming. Yeah. And what was your prep like for that situation? It was crazy because I had a feeling I was going to be doing it, and they announced Rob Lowe was going to be the guy that was going so to be feeling, roasted. You had a feeling you were going to be doing the roast regardless of who it was going to be. Yeah, I had a feeling like I was going to be in the running for okay. the the girl seat. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but they were holding out to get like a name, sure. like a, a Schumer, a Whitney or whatever. They were holding yeah. out to get some, uh, another girl, but I guess they all turned it down. And so in the, le- the le- I had a week and a half to prepare, Whoa. which was just so exhausting. I, sh- and so I just, um, while I While you're doing the rest of your life. While I'm doing the rest of yeah. my life. Like, so I was in New York when I found out and I was like, this is perfect. I'll just stay here because I can do a ton of sets and yeah. just run these jokes all the time. And um, and I just reached out to all my friends that write jokes and was yeah. like, I will pay you to write jokes for me. If I use it, I'll give you this amount of money. And blah, like, and so I wrote jokes, but I also had like a staff pretty much yeah, writing yeah, for yeah. me because I needed it. And um, and then it got to the point where I was just running it so much that I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Yeah. It's like, it's time. And so the, yeah, but it was so overwhelming when, and scary. Because Ann Coulter was there. Yeah. When did you find out that she was going to be there? Like four days before. So because your was jokes like, about Ann Coulter were, I didn't watch the full roast. I saw like the roundup afterwards yeah, yeah. of like the best jokes of the night, and you you had like the majority of jokes about Ann Coulter, and I was like, Nikki went for it. This is so yeah. good. I was like, uh, uh, Amy gave me a lot of advice because she's done roast before, and she was like, just eviscerate her. She was like. She was like, if I was doing it, I might spend the whole thing going after her. <laughs> she was like, but you you need to do everyone. But, like, just – you need to yeah. just lay into her so hard. And people When are you going to have that lo- chance exactly. ever again? And and so I, I did. And I was – I wasn't scared of it. Because it's a safe space to just be the meanest person it's ever. It's what you're supposed to do. If yeah. you're being nice, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, then. exactly. And so I, I had the best time doing it. I hope I get to do it again. But, I was going to um, ask if yeah, you want to do it again. Yeah, I, I would totally. I loved it. And, you know, they say stuff that – makes you kind of sad about yourself but like <laughs> you're like the thing is if I, you're if you're not a fat woman they'll call you a horse face because uh, you just have a long face I guess so okay. like you get called a horse face <laughs> so you can kind of anticipate everything that's going to be said towards you and like mentally prep for like cool got it yeah no one knows who you are like I was the person that was like who is this bitch yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. so it was whatever yeah I but could take like, that yeah you're like if that's the worst that's thrown at me great oh my god I have so <laughs> many more deep insecurities that you don't even you haven't even hit on that I'm so grateful for, I'm but. so good at hiding them that yeah. no one knows. <laughs> no. Uh, have you had a biggest fangirl moment in like being on a show or doing a show or going to an event or anything like that? Yes. I would say my biggest fangirl moment to date is probably from 2006. So it was I was just starting out. I um I was opening for Doug Benson on the road okay. and we had met at Last Comic Standing, which I had done my senior year of college. And I finished college and uh and I was going out to LA just to hang out with Doug and like he was taking me around the scene it was awesome and I moved to LA that that summer but 
um, I went out there and um, I got into town. He was like, uh, so tonight Sarah's going to pick us up and we're going to go to this thing. And I was just like, who, what? And he was like, Sarah Silverman. And I was just like, <laughs> like I couldn't even, I just, I didn't even know. She was, I mean, I was obsessed with her. Yeah. Knew everything about her, had posters of her that, like, they don't make Sarah Silverman posters. I was like, where did I've, you get those? I found that. It's, I, like, on eBay, I was obsessed with her. And she's the reason I got into this. And so I was just, you know, in the backseat of her car and her like ponytail was like shiny and just like, and her backseat was kind of a mess. And I was like, yes, so relatable. Like, so <laughs> and she was just like, hey, doll, and just like so sweet. And oh um, my God. it was, she was so nice. And um, and the, and so that was a, an amazing night. And then another time I got to hang out with her and Doug, we were like driving down to a casino gig that she was doing and Doug was opening for her. And I just went along for the ride. Yeah. And she was um, talking about some, um, she was in the front seat talking to Doug, and she was talking about, you know, someone just recently asked me uh, when I started doing music in my stand-up, and I don't even know. And I was like, well, I think your first set, you did a song um, that was a parody of memories called Mammaries about your boobs. So, like, your first set, and she was like, she turned around like, what? She was like, how do you know that? And I was oh like, my God. I probably know more about you than you know about yourself. Like, it's so, and you were just like pop-up music videoing her yes, life. But you know, but you've run into people like this that, oh, yeah. that have paid attention to everything you've said in a podcast. And you're like, how did you know that? And or I vice, said that once. Or vice versa. Like I, for whatever reason, have like, I feel like on the podcast, especially my brain goes into memory bank of everything I can remember about this person to like have a conversation with yes, them. Yes. And some people are like, you know about that? I'm like, I guess I do. I guess it's in there yes. somewhere. Yeah, I. Uh, so that was a, a huge one for me. And then John Hamm was another <gasps> one that I like fell on the floor after it. And I was just like, <gasps> yeah, he's a very, very handsome man. Yeah, it was so nice too. And we're both from St. Louis. And so we like talked about the arch or something. I don't even know. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just like a normal human being. Yeah, here he's like really goofy. Yeah, he's not at all like Don Draper. No, he's like, he's, he's like kind a, of a nerd. <laughs> that's like, yeah. he's kind of Which like, makes him so charming. Oh my yeah, God. Great. That he can play the this like anti-hero asshole like so effortlessly and then it's just like kind yeah kind of a dork yeah. I, re I read Kathy Griffin's book about like where she's just talking shit on all celebrities and it's like A to Z it's like yeah. an encyclopedia of like every celebrity <gasps> she's met and the interactions That's the great. John Hamm one is not good oh it, really? I don't read it if you're a fan of his because it's made me kind of be like mm. Ooh. but uh, it's a great book I, I love celebrity gossip oh about you. Yeah. yeah I mean I, I have to like keep myself from doing but like I don't check news sites I check like delisted it's like my favorite website of all time because <laughs> he's so funny I I I don't read delisted but I gotta oh. get on it because I'm so sick of the daily mail I always liked the daily mail because it's like they get the first pictures that are oh, the yeah. most invasive yeah. like inside people's <laughs> living rooms naked <laughs> is there is there a certain celebrity oh, that you God. like will read the gossip over first versus others? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Aniston, I'm always fascinated oh. by her. Um, but I think she's kind of leading a boring life now. Who's, yeah. like, into some weird stuff? I think, um... I mean, T-Swift has been off the map for a second. Okay, so I'm I want to know what happened with Tom Hiddleston and her. There was no fallout from that. I know, and I just saw a headline today or yesterday that's like, Tom Hiddleston confirms that, like, Hiddleswift wasn't a fake relationship or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't think it was, but it, they seem to be playing with the press, but... Yeah, they seem to be, like, real lovey-dovey and some, like, real just, like, very photo 
like opportunity. I don't know. Moments. It feels opt- opportunistic to me. He's on the cover of GQ. That's why he's being quoted right now. Yeah, there's like, oh, right. There's like a, that piece like just came out like two days ago. But I mean, if you're on Taylor Swift's PR team, you have to imagine that that's going to be so transparent if that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Oh, like, I think it was genuine, but I think they they like pumped it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Taylor yeah. Swift. I, I think you're right. That's my number one because she's such. I know she's got a lot more going on than she puts out there. She's so smart to me, and like after the whole Kanye thing. Part of me was like, I don't put it past any of them that this is an entirely like faked scenario completely and that she was like maybe in on Kim posting those videos oh, and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also don't know because then she fell off like the face of the earth for a little bit yeah. and went into hiding. But isn't that because she's doing an album? Well, that too. That's the other That's never stopped her before from yeah. being out there. And she's got her squad. I, I really resent her squad of models. Like, it's like, really? Her, like her Victoria's Secret squad? I think squad. it's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. I think it's like you have to have a, th- she like measures your thigh gap before you can oh, be friends had, with her. There's that one photo that kills me every time is the photo of her squad on stage at oh my God, concert with, with Lena, Lena Dunham. And it's like, like, why did they all wear heels if, like, they knew that that was going to be the photo I, op? I've, I've heard through people that Lena was just like, oh, Jesus. Like, she, looked, <laughs> she like, sent that picture around and, like, had a really good sense of humor about it because yeah. she's great. But, like, yeah, it just seemed like she casts her friends. Yeah. And I just, I, models are not that interesting. And maybe Taylor Swift isn't that interesting, but I love Taylor Swift's music. I love Same. it. Same. I connect with it. I I have... Every guy I've ever dated, there's like a song that is exactly <laughs> us. I won my ex-boyfriend back by singing, re-singing the song uh, Long December, not Long December, uh, Back to December. Oh my God. I rewrote the lyrics to fit our relationship because it's about a girl who like screwed up and she's like, I'm really sorry oh my that happened, but God. I love you. And so I made this like song and I like dubbed over the lyrics and and then I want to do it for her song all too well because there's like a new scenario in my life where I'm like that song is so fitting she just I feel like she's 10 years younger than me but I'm like on par with what she's going through she's I think her experience is universal she I I went to her concert twice and I like lost my goddamn mind both times Mm -hmm. completely unexpectedly I really thought I'd be like oh I'm enjoying a Taylor Swift concert no I was drunk and like this is the best moment of my life like it was so much and Mamrie and I got a chance to meet her and she was so cool and so poised and her dad like came out beforehand and was giving everyone pins because they've been waiting in this VIP meet and greet line like giving pins to Ruby Rose and her like crew because they've been waiting to like hang oh, out wow. it My was God. like he's so they, I was like oh she's just surrounded by like decent human beings I think but yeah. who knows maybe there's a whole dark I met side her too that, and she was at a, the same kind of thing a backstage thing where yeah. there's like a tent and like a photo booth and pizza and like yeah. she then she shows up and she's just like in her jeans and, and she t-shirt. works the room <laughs> and I'm like this girl was just on stage in like a sparkly outfit like yeah. suspended and like just looking around like <laughs> I love that <laughs> that thing where she's still surprised that like that people are even there to see her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like come on. I know. But then she comes back and she's just like just Taylor Swift and it, she was really nice and uh so but I I don't know. I have a feeling she's not that nice. Yeah, I, there's got to be a dark side to every yeah, bright side. Yeah. I'm not that nice. Yeah, we all have a little <laughs> bit of that. Yeah. Um we're going to take a break in a second, but before we do I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every podcast uh, right. guest. And the first one is who in the world, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? 
Ooh, um, Donald Trump. Like, yeah. Oh, so much. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he would spend like six days tweeting about that and like not focus. <laughs> Very unfair. On... <laughs> yeah, sad. Yeah, sad. Would... Sad. Yeah. sad. This uh, comedian who doesn't even know me threw cold spaghetti at me. Oh, yeah, I... her career has been going down the toilet Just for years. Just hearing <laughs> yes. a slap on his face oh, would be so gratifying. Very satisfying. For sure. Um, and he kind of uh, looks like a big meatball too. Yeah, he really, does. Truly, <laughs> it would like It would like stick on his face. Like, I feel like it wouldn't drop off. It'd be like, oh, we know the pasta's done. Like, when you throw it in your refrigerator. <laughs> I would love to be there for that. Um, and the other question is to tell us your worst, like, pants shitting story. But Ooh. you can only use three words or three small phrases. Okay. Um, uh, Brooklyn, L Train. Um, what's Lorimer? Oh, no. Uh, very specific. <laughs> oh, no follow-up questions. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, Nikki's going to answer some of your questions from Twitter. We'll be right back with more Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer. Sorry, I just remixed my own outro. My bad. Are more not too deep. Woohoo! Um, and now we have some Twitter questions for you. Great. Um, someone wants to know what author, living or dead, would you most like to have a torrid affair with? Wow. Ooh, that's good. Wowie, wow, wow. I like how he assumes I read. <laughs> I was like, because like, I'm also like, J.K. Rowling? I, I don't know. know. Authors? <laughs> Who's like a hot guy that's written a book? Like, um, who's still alive? Yeah, like I picture like an actor who wrote a book or whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? You can say oh, okay. any actor, and there's got to be like, an autobiography out yes, there somewhere. Yes, <laughs> like a Brian Cranston. I don't know. I, I'm Ooh. not even attracted to him. Uh, well, I read Andre Agassi's book. That was really good, and oh, he's okay. hot. Um, oh, yeah. Who's your like, celebrity crush? Oh, um, let uh, Zac Efron was for a while, oh, and wow. now it's Ben Higgins from The Bachelor. <laughs> Oh, The Bachelor? <laughs> yeah, The Old Bachelor. Oh, wait, he's not this season. No, that's Nick Vile, but okay. he's uh, The Old Bachelor. He is the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life, and I'm, like, in love with him, and I follow <laughs> his relationship, and I'm just kind of... I'm rooting against it because nothing really lasts, but... Um, is it the relationship from the show? Yeah. Okay, they're, they're still, still doing well. Okay. They're still doing well, and God love them, but... Um, yeah, I'm I'm most in love with him, and he looks a lot like my boyfriend, so it's it's convenient. That's good. Yeah, so I can like drool over him, and my boyfriend doesn't care because he's like, Cause it's like, a compliment. It looks like you. Yeah, it's a compliment yeah. to your boyfriend. Yeah, Enrique Iglesias too. I love yeah, him. Yeah, Enrique Iglesias. So hot. I'm sure he's written a book. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a lyricist. He's written lyrics. <laughs> if you put them all together, that's a book. It's a book. <laughs> it's totally a book. Uh, yeah, that uh, Enrique Iglesias is a really good one. Do you watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette? I uh, I was. Wait, I'm waiting because my boyfriend was uh, like out of the country and we watch it together. So I have to gotcha. like binge it this weekend. Okay. Yeah. I haven't watched, I watched like half of one season years and years ago. Oh, wow. Um, and so now I got to get back on it because I you know really, I'll really like it. I would love your commentary on it. I think it would be I something watched, that people would dig. I, I, I'd be into it, but I've, I've watched Unreal, that mm -hmm. scripted show that Which kind of, kind of fucks with my of brain about like what I could because I watch The Real Housewives but I understand because you can hear in the editing like and I thought she was such a bitch like that they're <laughs> cutting moments together and that it's not true yes. to reality yeah, they call all those the Franken bites. Yeah. really mm -hmm. I didn't know that that's a funny term mm -hmm. um, and I so I feel like 
I feel like I would just be commenting on what I think is happening behind the scenes in the moment right. rather than what's happening like Well, I think that's interesting. I think that would be a good perspective because you definitely see those moments where you're like, okay, yeah, what's she's really like going on? way more shit-faced than she was in the last scene. Yes. So someone clearly gave her a bunch of yes. booze. That's and- the main problem on those shows is like people yeah. just drink too much. Yeah, and like don't they know what they're signing up for at that point? Mm. I don't know. Um, someone wants to know, what were your thoughts on Lady Gaga's halftime performance? I loved it. Yeah, same. I loved it. I love her so much. Yeah. And I I knew all the songs, which is always a great thing to when you're watching something and you're just like, love. I love her new album. Oh, Joanne, you're big into it? I love it. I just, she is so cool and she's so badass. And yeah. I just feel like she's um, got that like kind of girl power feeling that you, you get from Beyonce where you're just like, yeah. yes, I can do anything. And I think Gaga has a lot of that. Yeah. And in a weird way, I think Gaga's a little bit more like um, accessible than Beyonce Agreed. Is. Yeah. Because at least she's been on like Howard Stern and I've heard about her sex life and stuff. Like she's, oh, yeah, she's, oh, she's more open. Yeah. And, but her talking like this has got to be <laughs> put on like I just yeah, yeah. don't believe it but she's she's just an artist she is yeah. like she's the real deal I was so impressed it just felt like her vocals sounded better than I've ever heard them in any like live performance before yeah and I was so excited because you're like oh Gaga's gonna do some weird shit like I can't wait for this and the fact that she was like no guests no just me it was just pretty um tame and um did you see like the controversy about her pot belly? Yeah, I saw that last night. She addressed it on her Instagram. Wait, I want to murder What's someone. What's the controversy? So she's wearing these like high waisted shorts. Like she strips off her outfits, wearing high waisted shorts. And I guess her like abs can her abs push her stomach out a little bit. So there's like a little. I mean, Come anyone on. She who amazing. ever called her said that she had a pot belly. I'm like, I want to see your body. There's all, no way you're you look better than her. I yeah, saw she screen grabs of like tweets and it's all dudes. It's all dudes just commenting, like, sorry, I was distracted by like her stomach flab bouncing around during the halftime show. And it's like Oh, those guys are so angry and they need to get laid so bad and they hate women. Exactly. They're just so unsuccessful that it's like a successful woman. How can I tear her down? Just oh it's a God. Um someone asks, have you ever considered an alter ego Nikki Blazer? with a Z who gets different powers depending on the blazer she puts on. No. This is a... <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I do like wearing blazers, and when I do it, I'm like, bla- blazer in a blazer. And I've always wanted... I, I pitched that as the name of my talk show um, uh, to Comedy Central. They didn't like it. But I wanted to call it blazer in a blazer. I think that's a great I idea. I think it's a great name. And then I don't have to ever go to fittings, and I can just wear a blazer all the time. Uh, that'd be... Yeah. I was going to ask you before, thoughts on like red carpets and having to get all of that like polish and like stitchings and all of it's the everything exhausting yeah and it's it, it's not comfortable I went to the Emmys this year and it oh, was it was awesome to get to go and but it was I was uncomfortable the entire time yeah and um and yeah fashion is like it's it's overwhelming. Like you think you have it under control and then a week passes and you're like, I don't have anything to wear. I hate everything. And then <laughs> I don't and then I I constantly I go to I have like a, st- a stylist who dresses me for these events and then also for my show and I got all yeah. my shows wardrobe so now I'm just like oh, kind that's of nice. parsing it out. And um but 
they they are like more couture and they're like so fashiony that they yeah. like are like you look amazing. It's like just like a screen shirt with like <laughs> just my nipples. Like it's just like and they're yeah. like oh my god and you're like am I a supermodel? Like you yeah. you honestly start to convince yourself you're like the hottest thing. Oh for sure. And I you can't wear anything anywhere. Anytime I like work with a stylist, I'm just like I trust your opinion on things. I can say like this feels wildly uncomfortable and I know I won't take good photos because I don't know how to move my arms yeah. in this. But yeah. she's like but you look great. I'm like is. Is that what it's about, though? Because I, I don't feel great. And shoes. I can't wear heels. And my, oh, yeah. my feet are really screwed up. Oh, really? Yeah, I have bunions like crazy. Oh. So my toes are like going in the angle of a stiletto. Shoes aren't meant for like anyone with feet. Like the no, shoes so for right. women are just so awful all the way across the board it's that there's so, no way. It's, it's, it is like a – I think it's a, a scheme to like just – Break us down. Has yeah. any guy ever had to like go home early from a night because his feet hurt? Because <laughs> you're like, I broke both of my feet just standing here. I mean, I know so many girls who have just been like, I gotta go home. My like feet hurt. Like that's a thing. <laughs> that's like a thing that happens. We're, we're binding our feet still. It's like it's still the, that's still true. going on. And there's something so like when you see a woman that's holding her heels, you know that she has to do it because her feet hurt. But you're looking, you're like, ah, oh, there is a sense of sadness of like defeat. defeat. <laughs> defeat it is the ultimate you're so right the night one yeah but it's also weird because someone was telling me before that like heels started with men in like years and years and centuries ago that like royalty over in europe the kings were usually shorter so they would wear heels so they seem like taller than everyone oh my god and they were like but this makes my ass look great <laughs> you should try these elizabeth exactly <laughs> um okay so i want to know if you had to see the world in only one color what would you choose and why Ugh. So it's like varying shades of that color. I, would I guess. assume so. Um, I guess like gray, like black and white. Oh, I could, I, that would I would be used to that. Yeah, that oh, would true. be the only real answer. Any other color would just be like too much. Nauseating. Yeah, I guess maybe yeah. blue would be the least annoying. Mm. But even then, uh, it would be. I think you would start to not even see it as blue because everything's blue. Yeah. That it yeah. would just be a like a. I don't know. It's like wearing three D glasses. All day, every yes. day. I feel like I would just get nauseous oh, after a while. Yeah. I oh, choose blind. Someone asked, "How's the sexy bunions?" <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're not good. <laughs> they're. I think I need surgery. It sucks. How do you get them? Is it just from like wearing, from wearing shoes? Small shoes. Oh. And I just at some point in my life, I just did a lot of walking in really small little ballet flats or something, and my toes just started going like this. It's it's awful. Yikes. But um, yeah. Um, someone wants to know migraine treatments. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> weren't you live streaming your migraine the other day? Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for knowing that. Yeah, I um, the only thing that really helps for me because I haven't gone the medication route is um, just extreme pressure. So okay. I like. I had my sister put her heel on my head and just smush it into the ground. Whoa. And it that just, works? I mean, it just I just need someone to just go like this. Like, And my boyfriend would, like, have to put – like, I'd be like, can you just vice my head? And he would do this, and he'd be like, I'm scared your head's going to crack. I'm like, harder, harder. Like, it can't be hard enough. Whoa. How often do you get migraines? I would say, like, once every two months. And then I – but I will – because I get it in here and then over here, and I will bruise myself. From, with, like, like, pushing from pressure? From pushing, and, like, I'll jam – like. I would I would do this and just like jam this a water in. bottle into your eye. oh oh yeah I have a joke about 
about how it's like the only thing I found that works is Excedrin migraine, but you don't take the pills. You just jam the bottle into your <laughs> eye socket because that's literally what I did one night with a bottle. But the one thing that I used once, and this is crazy, is like um, there's a vibrator that's like the most powerful vibrator. It's it's, it's a back massager, but it's sure, really yeah, yeah. the Hitachi wand. And it's cr- it's just like this huge wand. And it has this bulbous thing on the end and, and it's crazy powerful. But I found that that made my head feel really good to do if it. If you massage it against your temples. Yeah, and it's brutal though. And um, if you I did it without like a headache. I feel like that would give you a migraine. No, you just want anything to like shake it up and to, to distract, like, distract the pain. And so wow. I did that and my face exploded. Like it, I got swollen <gasps> from like just your face being shaken so much oh my. that I looked like oh I God. was stung by a bazil. Like it was... I there I did a um I did a, th- a thing on Conan about it where I showed a picture but I I couldn't leave the house. I was my oh. eyes were swollen shut like <gasps> little slits. Like it was crazy. And what do you have to do? Just wait. Just for wait. It to- but then at the very end, it was just like very smooth up here. And it was like, uh-huh. oh, I have like Botox. Like it felt <laughs> like I was just like <laughs> you just, found some weird like homeopathy yeah, for Botox. Yeah, it was it's but it was <laughs> bad. And I but I still do it sometimes, even though I'm risking that because I'm just like, it just hurts so bad. You what do, do you, anything. What is what's the cause? Have they figured out like stress versus like it's just a headache? I think it's they a- say all headaches are migraines and all migraines are headaches really? Has, really yeah it's just a degree of 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 pain oh i don't know about that because i because i know i've had headaches but i know i haven't had a migraine the way people describe migraines. i had never gotten migraines either until a couple years ago and i it's it's just like nothing else like it's yeah. just i i i can understand some people like kill themselves because they're just like i need to just end this like and yeah, you know a, those an, are cluster an, headaches it annihilates yeah. you it's crazy Whew. but um i think i get them from like my period like oh, I think okay. there's uh, around that time. Yes, yeah. it's just hormones and. Jeez, you'd think that like if so many people suffer with this, that there'd be some sort of. Well, there is Imitrex. Yeah, there's Imitrex. There's, That's the there's, medicine for it. Yeah. yeah, I think I need to look into it, but they happen so infrequently that I'm like, I think they're gone. And then oh, I, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I'm, so it's not I'm bad about one. taking care of myself. Well, there was oh, like same. a famous basketball game where Scottie Pippen got uh, a migraine in and the middle was, of the game. I think so, yeah. And it was like the Bulls were like in like the playoffs or whatever, and it ruined his game. And then he started taking Imitrex whenever he would like feel like the beginning of a yeah. headache, mm-hmm. and he was like, it was the only thing that worked. Wow. There's got to be crazy side effects if like not everyone's taking that kind of medicine. Well, I think it's just because you have to have it needs to be so severe that it, it's gotten to that level, otherwise right. uh, you shouldn't take it. Jeez. Yeah, and when you're going through it, you don't want to go to the doctor. Like when you're going through it, there's no. There's I thought I had to do. go to the emergency room recently because I was in Denver and I I got I got like a chiropractic adjustment that I think set one off. Oof. And I was puking and crying and just like hugging the toilet you know in a way where you're just like I want to die and I was like I need to go to the emergency room but I don't want to like go through talking to people and being on like oh yeah just just the idea of doing anything you just feel so helpless yeah like there's I just want this out of my body yes jeez I just try my best to sleep when it happens just dark room quiet yeah that's the only way I go it goes away it will never just fade if I'm Mm -hmm. awake I just wake up and I'm like Ugh. And I like slowly move and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it, it does make you appreciate feeling healthy. I'll oh, say that. Yeah. No, that's the crazy thing about any, like even head colds. I say mm-hmm. it's like, I hate sore throats more than anything in the world because yep. they're just so bothersome constantly. Yeah. And they make every like normal human activity so much more like, you just notice it. Do you ever have the ones that like make your breath smell and like taste no. terrible? Oh, where it's like stinging almost? It's- no, no, no. You get like a taste where you're like, Oh, like no. do you have? Does anyone have that? I have that now. 
You do that yeah, now? Where you like, like stick today? I woke up with it this morning and it was just like. You have to keep popping mints because I'm just like, I can't take I this taste. Yeah. And it's, I always lose my voice. That's the thing. Like, I know, like, TikTok, like in two days, I'm gonna have complete laryngitis. Jesus. Yeah. Every time I get a sore throat, I hate it so much. So, so frustrating. It's, but also, like, why don't we all get our, our tonsils taken out? Well, oh, it's yeah. actually, apparently you're not supposed to do that. They only do that now in very like extreme cases now. Really? Yeah, because the what do they do? Well, the medical community has been saying like, because like they used to be like just the go-to thing, like, oh, you got a sore throat, let's yeah. take your tonsils out. Yeah. Oh, you got to think, let's get rid of your spleen, let's take out your, yeah. you know, appendix. Then it's like, oh, maybe people need their body. Parts. Yeah, but because they're like, because we don't know what these things do, doesn't mean they're not essential. Right, we just right. don't know what they do yet, so maybe right. we should. Um, so they're actually much more. But I know uh, tonsils reticent. are tonsils are supposed to like catch the bacteria that's going into your throat to keep you from getting sick. I'm not sure. I, I have a friend who got would every time he got a sore throat, it would turn into strep every Ugh. single time, and yeah, it would come. He it, would, it would be like five or six times a year he'd get strep. So he had to get his tonsils out, um, and that definitely helped. But I think that they're it's also it's, it's major surgery. Like you don't yeah. want to go in for major surgery unless you have to. You really have to. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. Or unless you want your butt to be, look. Great. <laughs> yeah, or that. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course, that. Um, someone asked, "Why is Nikki not doing ASMR full time now?" Ooh, have you? Did you do this for your show? Did you? Dabble? I did. I did a ASMR video, and it's weird because I haven't even stumbled upon my own video because I watch ASMR videos. Oh, so you have the, the thing? Yeah, I have it. You enjoy them, and I I love it. And okay. I made one that I would like love, but I haven't come across my own. So I'm like, what am I not searching? Because there <laughs> must be other videos out there that I would love that I'm not seeing. Because when I find a new ASMR video that g gives it to me, it is like <laughs> Christmas. I get so excited really? when my favorite people post. Like, there's this one chick in Connecticut who posts like once a year, and she posted the other day, and I was just like, <gasps> I almost started crying because I was so excited. It is like it's it's just for stress porn. relief and relaxation, yeah. and and just going. Going to bed. I I watch them every day. Really, every day, every night. I, wow. Yeah, I don't have it in me. <laughs> me neither. I um. We, I'm, I did. I'm kind of envious. I, I love it. I I'm like in on an intellectual level. I understand like yes. what the appeal is and how someone could enjoy it very much. But I don't. It's like when people are like, "The cilantro tastes like cilantro or soap." Yeah. Like tastes like cilantro to me, and people are like, "No soap." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." I can understand how that would be a thing. Yeah. But I totally agree with you. I and there are some videos that I'm like, how does this do anything for people? Like, I don't like whisper. I just like people that are just like talking quietly like this. Do you like like, like the brushes on microphones and stuff like that? No, I don't want any. I just want someone, a woman who is like motherly talking and just like flipping through a magazine. I don't want her to go like, how are you doing today? Because I'm like, I'm not talking to you. Like, <laughs> let's not play the like this role playing conversation. Ones. I hate that, and most of them are those. They're whisper, which I don't like. Uh -huh. I like soft spoken, and I don't like the um, role play ones because I'm not in the doctor's office or whatever. So I prefer ones where <laughs> a woman's just flipping through a magazine, making comments about like Taylor Swift or whatever. Like that's, that's what I want. Uh, and wh why don't you do more of them? Because it, I guess I should give back, but it's just such a weird thing that if people oh, yeah. saw, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to explain to people. And um, and but also, I don't want to do like I like watching them. I don't think I'm. It, I don't have like a, a passion for making them. For it sure, does, it does kind of feel like porn, even though it's not sexual. It, it's it, it's I watch it. I'm addicted to it, like porn, and like I can't even get it up anymore for ASMR. <laughs> like I don't even. It's just I watch it's it. So desensitized to it being sexual. It at really all. is. Yeah. I had to quit for a while so I could get it back but I don't get the tingle 
rules anymore that everyone talks about. I used to get them all the time, but now it's just out of it just relaxes me, but it doesn't uh, give me the same So it's like meditating for you. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, wow. I know. There's a whole community on YouTube that uh, I know it's nothing crazy. about, but rabid community. Yeah, do they they must have conventions. Oh, I I would guess so. I haven't seen anything about that, but cuz I follow them on Reddit and everything, like I'm yeah. in the community. I know the people. <laughs> I know the, the players. <laughs> are your favorites all in the United States or are they abroad too? I I dig this one chick who is um Oh, she's oh she's in oh, Iceland. Oh my God, she's the best. Uh, her name is Elizabeth ASMR. Check her out. I've she heard is this name before because I did an episode of YouTubers React where they played us ASMR videos, and I guess they're all like the top hits because people knew by name immediately when the video started. And yeah. it was like I was sweating and so anxious by the time it was over <laughs> that I wanted to throw my headphones across the room. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't have it. I don't have I it. I totally get that, why you'd feel that way. But most of the people that reacted to the same videos had the alternative reaction. Right. Were just like super into it and, or just like relaxed into it eventually. Yeah. It was like weird at first and then very calming. Was it um, like a revelation when you found out, like when I was like, oh, this isn't just me? Yes. Tell me it about that. It was because... When I was little, it it usually people that have it they they get this feeling when they're young and they can pinpoint the first time they felt it and other mm. times and I, I had it specific times when like you know a, a woman would come in and help us with our homework in fifth grade and her jewelry would like jingle on the desk and the sound of the pencil and her being like well then you carry the four and whatever like uh -huh. I would just go like, ah. <laughs> like I, seriously it was, and it felt naughty because I was so right, it was you're such like, I don't pleasure. understand these feelings yeah, yeah. and then another time the first time it happened to me was in second grade I was on Angela Reed's bed and we were like reading a, a book about fairies and she was reading it to me and turning the pages and I just got the feeling and I thought I was a lesbian I thought it was like really? a gay thing yeah. because it was always a woman that triggered it for me and I was like in a bed with her and I just I did it just felt too pleasurable and yeah, I, I yeah. think I, and when you're in second grade and you don't understand growing what up kind of is. Catholic and like yeah. you know I just I had all this like guilt associated with feeling that good and just being like I don't want this to stop but I don't know what it is right. and so I didn't tell anyone about it because I thought I was gay and then um, and then I came out of the closet about <laughs> it no, I, like uh, YouTube made it big yeah it w I, I forget the moment I discovered it but when I did it was life changing like wow. I because you probably just, didn't never heard of ASMR until you no. stumbled on one of the videos no, you, right? oh you know what it was I got obsessed with watching massage videos and I know that sounds crazy but I just got obsessed watching these videos there's a that's a whole thing yeah. of um, ASMR is just people massaging and so I would watch massage videos just because I knew it brought me pleasure but I didn't know why but I felt really gross about it you know because sure, I'm like sure. this is like naked people you know but it wasn't sexual and I was getting the ASMR from it and then one video was like ASMR massage and I was like what is this and then that launched me whoa wow. I had no idea that it was something like that I just thought like oh you either like enjoy it or you don't like yoga I don't know but there no it is there's this other genre of YouTube videos that are called like um like most satisfying or something. Oh, oh like, yeah, oddly like, satisfying. Yeah, oddly yeah, satisfying. Yeah. With like the, the the gooey stuff, right? Yeah, like yeah. they'll do like sand, like that weird like they'll yeah. cut they're like, like sand perfect, things. perfectly sliced apple oh, pieces, yes. like super super thin. Or there was this one like PVC piping that they just like put this ball down the middle of it, and it just like perfectly fell down without getting like stuck or jumbled. And you're like. Yeah, that was really satisfying to watch. It's like the watch. scissors on wrapping yeah. paper where it's just like... It cuts straight across. And, and I'm like, like, there has to be an oh, association. <laughs> yeah. 
People are so weird, man. But like, it's also the beauty of YouTube and the internet is that it creates like pockets where people don't have to feel like weirdos about enjoying something because other people are also, you know, interested in that or are actually like producing that content. Yeah, I always see like uh, there was this one episode of The Office that I loved when um, Jim tells Pam that he loves her. And she's just like, I don't, and, and he's like, I love you. And it's just like this moment, and then they kiss eventually. Yeah. And I was obsessed with that scene. I was like, I wonder if anyone's like, and this was way back when it aired, so, but now I know, like, everyone, th- there's so many, like, compilations of songs with that scene. Like, other people really? are obsessed with that one scene, too. Like, there's just all these yeah. things. It's, it is nice. You, yeah, anything, like, you, oh. you think you're a weirdo? No, you're not. Yeah, all your neuroses are pretty normal. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. No one's special. No. <laughs> You're not special. <laughs> um, someone says, if you could make up a holiday and replace a current holiday, what would they be? Is there a mm. holiday? Do you, Are you a holiday person? Are there holidays there that you hate? Holidays. Um, I don't think I hate any holidays. That's a, Even like Valentine's a, Day? No, I feel like it's like whatever. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I've never been like hurt because I'm not like in a relationship or whatever. Um, I, I think maybe... No, Easter's kind of cool. <laughs> I guess like Arbor Day or something stupid that sure. I don't like have any association with. Um, and I would replace it with like, um, I don't know, just another holiday, holiday where there's candy everywhere. Oh, like, okay. Uh, that's what Valentine's Day is, has candy everywhere. Yeah, and so does Halloween. I love so those I like little that. candy hearts. Yeah, me too. I oh, love them. Really? I, I got so sick from them once that I got like hungover. I, <laughs> really? I was just hungover. Like, total sugar high? I mean, I had a, the headache, the stomach. Like, I was like, oh, wow. I felt like I drank last night. It was crazy. That's so, so funny. So I, I avoid those because they're I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to love. Have you had a particularly like memorable Valentine's Day, either good or bad? Like, are you someone if you're in a relationship that you are like, we're doing something, I'm going to plan it, or has it just never been that interesting? No, it's never been that interesting. Like, I feel like uh, every boyfriend I've had has just been like, we don't do that. And I'm like, I guess we don't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I don't know. No, I I think I just like go to dinner and we just tell each other we love each other and it's just like a sincere moment. But normal. I think maybe, you know, I think in grade school, making shoeboxes and getting Valentine's is, like, a really fun thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, like, a holiday in school. Yeah, I remember that, in hindsight, feeling strange to be, like, oh, we're all kind of, like, we have to give each other these Valentines now. And it being, like, I don't know, there's no other holiday in which, like, we had to gift each other, everyone, equally, something. Um, Someone to know, do you have any good stories about Luigi? Um, Ooh, that's cute. That's a cute question. <laughs> just because it has his name in it. I'm just like, oh, it's cute. Oh, my dog. Um, he is, uh, let me think of a good Are story. Are there any, like, does he have any particular things that he loves or hates or that he, like, um, um, he, he's, it's the best is when he just sleeps uh, under the covers and he just, like, because he'll have two, a couple different places to sleep. He'll sleep either next to me up here uh-huh. or, like, on the floor, but then sometimes he's just like, I want mama, and he'll just like kind of come up to me and just wait, and I just lift up the covers, and he just like ducks in and oh goes in, and it's God. like, oh. That's so And cute. then one time, this is a really awful story, but it's funny. <laughs> so one time I was taping my podcast, the Not Safe podcast, the last one I had, and um, he he has a pretty big penis for a dog his size, and he <laughs> his opening for his penis is like his really lipstick. big. Yeah. 
It's and the vet told me that she was like, it's pretty big that opening. <laughs> he, he, usually they're like this, and his is like that. So uh, his his penis is constantly falling out, you know, and lip sticking. <laughs> I'm used to it at this point, but, but not, my friend, and not because he's excited. No, I mean sometimes I think that is probably it. like when I put the seat warmer on and he's on it, he's like, <laughs> and it, I just see it like touch the seat and like leave residue, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> but um, he got he got a boner once when I was like holding him during this podcast, and he was just like sitting in my lap like. <laughs> He got a boner and everyone was like, ew, gross. And I was like, guys, just be mature, you know? And I took his paw and I started like tapping around it just to like scare <laughs> it back in. I thought I would just go like, Woo, you know? And they're like, stop doing that. I'm like, it doesn't hurt him. And they're like, no, he's gonna. And then he came. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't even know it was a thing that could happen. I didn't oh. know either. I was just like, it's not hurting it. Like I did. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That I actually have a story that's similar. So Thank this God. guy I used to, this <laughs> guy I used to work with, um, his dog was dying, and um, he wanted to get it cloned. <gasps> Wait, and, he wanted to get the dying dog cloned. Yeah. Okay. And the way that they do it, apparently, or I don't know if it's, it's proper cloning, but I was basically say that's possible. It's not really proper cloning, but there is a way they can make like a new version of the dog. Mm -hmm. or whatever. Okay. He, I only know this because he went on to Howard Stern and talked about oh, doing it. Okay. And yeah, the way he had to do it was he had to get a, a sperm sample <gasps> to give to the lab. And I was like, so how did you do that? <laughs> Very naively. How'd you do that? He's like, I jerked off my dog. Oh my <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. But don't you think like a medical facility would know alternative ways to get a sperm sample? Apparently, that's the best way to get a sperm sample. Oh my well, God. That's their test to be like, how much do you love your dog? <laughs> I just love that I could clone Luigi. Yeah, I know. I know. You already know you can get him there. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't take much. Uh, um, oh my God. I mean, with this is a great last question before we wrap everything up. Someone to know when will she write a book? She really needs to. She's so great. Oh, that's so nice. I've I keep trying. Uh, it's so hard for me to do. I want to ask you how you even did it. I need someone to like put a gun to my head to do it. Have you? But you've sat down and like you've thought about like to what, write, it, what it's going to be and yeah, everything. Like I just want it to be life lessons of like every yeah. year of my twenties. I think that's a great idea for a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like. You just need someone to go back and watch all your stand-up sets and just take notes that give you, like, chapter headings. Oh, that's a good idea. Or, like, go back to uh, Not Safe and, like, talk about the, like, big hitter episodes that yeah. actually had meaning to you. That's a the, good idea. But I think a book would be such a great thing. I'm, I just don't see myself as someone that can that will ever be called an author. But I know it's something that I could do because I can write. But it's just I was thinking about such last a night. Different I was like, muscle. I need to have a book someday. So it's it's gonna happen. But who Yay. knows when? I think it's all about like getting selling a book proposal and then and then having a money. deadline <laughs> yes. and having a deadline and knowing that I people need expect this. I know. Same. Like I can't just sit and like you know, on my own volition, write something, write a script, write this, unless it's like someone's waiting for this yes. right now. Yes. Because I'm such a procrastinator. Then I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Yep. And then tomorrow becomes two years later, which is mm. always so fun. Um, this was so much fun. This is so fun. Thank you for being here and Thanks, telling Grace. us all of your ridiculous stories. I love it. Um, Diane has the gift that every podcast guest gets for being on the podcast and making time for us. Okay. And it's my um, phone, and you can tweet out anything you want from my Twitter <laughs> oh account. Oh, my God. 
God. Right now. Just, you know, nothing racist or homophobic. Oh, my God. What do I do? You can do anything you want. It's um, this something that started out as what we thought was a gift and then realized it really stressed people out. So. <laughs> oh, no. I love this. Okay. Let's take a picture. Ooh. Okay. And then you can just send it, and then I'll read it out loud to the rest of the class. Okay. Okay. It's sent? Yeah. Okay, let's see what Nikki has tweeted. Okay, oh, my God. (laughs) It's Nikki Glazer and I are just two best friends hanging out in a casual setting wearing (laughs) while wearing minimal makeup. (laughs) It's just a photo of us. Clearly. Microphones and full faces of makeup. I love it. Mm. Nikki, where can people find you online or see your special eventually? Yeah, at Nikki Glazer. And then I have a, I have a special already on uh, an hour special on iTunes that you can find called Perfect that I did for Comedy Central. Amazing. Yeah. Go check her out, guys. You won't regret it. Um, especially if you love dog photos. Luigi and oh, your yeah. Instagram are really great. Please. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Not too deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, with production support from Full Screen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons, with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons, and an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Was Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it is affordable, and you will get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com grace. Fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor that you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, 